God is good. Amen? Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles with you today, if you will turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. We are, I am continuing with uh, the same series I uh, started last week. I didn't know it was going to be a series, but today it is. So with Mark chapter 5. Issues part two, Mark chapter five, verses 21 through 43. It's a little lengthy scripture, but I want to read this all again to us today so we can get where we are. And if you are here today and maybe, or you were out last week or you've missed some weeks, uh, or maybe you just don't know all of our um, all of our messages, they are on podcasts, on iTunes podcast. Go on to uh, your iTunes on podcast. And uh, just type in Legacy Church Rome, and it'll pull all of those up for you. Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 43. It says, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat on the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Isn't that interesting? It says, Once again, again, if you read all throughout the Gospels, Jesus is continuously going back. Forth across the lake, one side to the other. Here he was. He said he had done that again, and when he reached the crowd, it was a large one, and they were all waiting for him by the lake. And uh, just just as a side note today, this is really a part of the message, but I just want you to know, and I want you to get in just, just one verse here that um, you can probably relate to this one little verse here because so many times it feels like we are going back and forth across a lake. You get up, you go to work. You come back, you get supper ready and dinner ready. Then you go to bed, and it feels like you're just going back and forth, back and forth. You may be in a back and forth season in, in an issue in your life, but I just want to encourage you, just like Jesus, although it, although, although it was routine and tradition, he did not allow that to interfere with the miracle that was about to happen. Don't allow the routine to interrupt miracles that God wants to do for your life. And in verse 22, it says, Then one of the synagogue leaders, his name was Jairus, he came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Someone say feet. He fell at Jesus' feet, and he pleaded earnestly, the word says, with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed and pressed in. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Hmm. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and she had spent all she had. She was broke at this point. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touched his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt it in her body that she was freed from all suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see uh, the people crowding around you, his disciple answered. And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. 
Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet. Somebody say feet. Feet. She fell at his feet and trembling with fear that we just uh, sung about, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. They told him, your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing this, what they had said, Jesus told them, do not be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter James and John, the brother of James. And when they came into the house of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all of this commotion and wailing? This child is not dead, just asleep. But they laughed at Jesus. After they were laughing at him, he put them out he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in with the where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talithakum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. And at this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for what you've already done in this place, God, for the, for the freedom that you give us each and every Sunday in this house to worship you. God, I thank you for the presence that was felt today, and I thank you for this word that you've planted in my soul, God. Now let me transfer this, this word from my soul into the hearts, into the minds of those who are listening, oh God. Set our minds free today. Lord, we're concentrating on you. Everything that we We've got waiting on us, God. We're going to put it in the corner right now and just let it wait because right now we are here to hear from you and encounter you. So we thank you for this moment in your name. And everyone says amen. amen. See, many see this story. These, these are two stories in this one passage of Scripture. And many will see, many will read these stories and see two different stories. But as you look closely and start to ask God, God, what does this passage have for me? What revelation is it bringing for me today? See, whenever I start studying a word to, uh, to present to you all and to share with you all each and every Sunday morning, that is part of my prayer. I say, God, although I've read this word 10, 15 times. What does this word have for the church today? God, what revelation have I never experienced from this word? God, speak it to me so I can show some light to your people. So as, as, as you, as you uh, read and study the word, may that be your prayer. May you, as you read something, maybe it is redundant as the woman with the issue of blood, but as you read, pray to God. God, show me something that I have never seen before. And as, as, as we go through this passage and we ask, God, what is it that you would have us to get from this, 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 this story that they are similar, but they are just way different? You begin to realize that, these, that this story could not fit in a better sequence. They were meant to follow each other because it's truly one big story. 
It's truly not only one story, but it is a story for the church today. Because last week, we, we, uh, the issue that we were discussing was the issue of tradition. And for 12 years, this woman had been dealing with her issue of blood. But then she comes to the realization that not only was she dealing with an issue of blood, but now she was dealing with an issue of tradition because she was not even supposed to be in the streets today, that day. With her sickness, tradition said, you can't go in the streets. With her illness, tradition said, you are cut off from society. From tradition, just as Jesus, she knew when to break traditions. When tradition doesn't align with the word. When tradition is limiting your ministry. When tradition is hindering the growth of the kingdom. And when tradition keeps you over there, when God wants you over here. This story is truly for the church. And then all of a sudden, there is a collision of these two characters that is for the church today. These two people are connected, not to the physical lie, but they are connected in a spiritual realm through this story. Because if you look at them to the physical eye, they could not be two more different people. They are totally opposite. Jairus, he is a leader in the synagogue. The woman wasn't even allowed in the synagogue. J uh, Jairus was a figure in the community. He was well known. This woman with the issue was not even allowed in the community. Jairus was affluent. He had money and wealth. But the woman, according to the scripture, says that her issue was that she was broke, busted, and disgusted. She had nothing to offer. She had spent all of her money on medical treatment, and she had nothing. Jairus, his name is in the Bible. His name is spelled out for you you, but the woman's name was never ever recorded. She goes down in history as the woman with issues. Wouldn't you love for that to be your legacy? Wouldn't that be awesome if you went down in history as the man or the woman with all of the issues? Yet, Although they are totally opposite to the physical eye, their stories collide and they become connected. They are connected because they, can, uh, they have been hit with a situation. They have been hit with an issue that they cannot handle. It was called life. Hmm. Life is not fair, is it? Life is not sexist. Life is not racist. Life believes in equality for all. Because all you have to do is breathe and you will find yourself in the middle of issues. You don't, it doesn't matter your last name. It doesn't, it doesn't matter the wealth of your father. All you have to do is breathe and life comes knocking at your door with issues. Life will make you throw up your hands sometimes and say, I can't go on. Life will make you, issues will make you just throw up your hands sometimes and say, God, I can't do this on my own. Life, listen to this, life has the audacity to put you in the same chapter of the same book with people that are totally opposite from you. Hmm. It's life. Life will make you Desperate. Life will make you desperate. Look at your neighbor and say desperate. Desperate. Life 
will make you desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. Desperate people will do desperate things. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about a desperate guy, and he was so hungry, he said that he was starving to death, so he did something so desperate as selling his birthright. Desperate people will do some crazy, crazy things. But let me tell you something this morning. When people get spiritually desperate, they too will do some crazy things. I said when people get spiritually desperate, they too will do some crazy things. They will get to church early just to sit at the front because they're so desperate. They won't have to be coached into worship because they're so desperate. They won't have to be asked to engage or have to be saying, can somebody give me an amen? Because they're just so desperate for a word. They walk in here looking like they just stepped out of Macy's at the Mac counter but they come into the presence of the Lord just desperate and by the time they leave they look like they had a makeover at the five and dime because they are so desperate to encounter the Lord. Desperate people don't care what they look like when they get into the presence of the Lord. Desperate people start dancing when nobody else is dancing. Desperate people start shouting when everybody else is whispering. I don't know what's going on. They just shout anyway because they're so desperate. Desperate people do some desperate things. And there you have it, the connection. It was the desperation in these two people that brought them to the same place. And the same place that brought these two opposite people was at Jesus' feet. Huh. And this is why this story is for the church today. How? Is this story for the church today? Why is this story for the church today? Because this story is set to remind the church that there is room for everyone at the feet of Jesus. No matter your economic status or not, no matter your last name or no matter what job you have, no matter if you have a Mercedes or if you have or, or if you just have a scooter, it doesn't matter because there's room at the feet for everyone at Jesus. The issue of tradition may keep you over there and hindering you from getting over here. But often when you get over here, there are other issues that will not allow things to take place that God desires for you to experience. So many times when God moves you somewhere, there is another issue that is waiting on you. And while Jesus was on the way to this 12-year-old girl or to this representation of the next generation, he had to stop and deal with the issues of this generation before he could ever reach the next generation. And it was not only an issue of blood, but he had to dismantle tradition in order that he could continue on his way to the next generation. Generation. And then when he got to the next generation, the second part of this story, the 12-year-old girl, she's waiting there, dead, according to everyone. He gets there to the next generation, and he realized that although he had broke the issue of tradition, and was now present with this girl. There was no tradition in that room. There was another issue that he had to get under control. 
And this is the issue in Mark chapter, of, uh, in, in verse 38 there. It says, when he came to the house of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion. He saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? This child's not dead, but just asleep. But they laughed. But they laughed at Jesus. After that, after they laughed, he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples who were there and went in the room. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kum, young girl, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old at this time, and they were completely astonished. So he broke the issue of tradition. Tradition allowed him, breaking that issue, allowed him to step into a new generation and do a work like never before. But whenever he got there, the, the issue that he was now facing was the issue of environment. Hmm. The issue of a negative environment. How many of you, don't raise your hand, but how many of you have ever been in a negative environment. You felt it whenever you walked into the room. See, we do everything that we can to create an environment in here. A lot of you don't know it, but before every Sunday morning, before we ever open the word of uh, the doors, the people, all of our people come in here and we are praying over the seats. We are singing worship. We are praying from a prayer for our volunteers. We are setting the atmosphere. We are setting the environment for God to do something. And he arrived in his authority. Jesus Christ arrives in his authority. All authority that he had, he arrives in his authority. But although he had all the authority, he is Jesus, you know. You know the one that turns water to wine. You know the one that's about to walk on the water. You know the one that says, peace be still. This is Jesus that they are laughing at. You know, he comes in with all of his authority. And the environment in the room was non-conducive for a miracle. How could that be? Jesus coming into a room, and a miracle cannot even happen. Non-conducive means making a certain situation unlikely or almost impossible to happen. People in the room was making a situation. They were making a miracle so difficult to happen. You've been praying for a change. You've been praying for something to be resurrected in your life. You've been praying for a miracle. And you keep waiting and you keep saying why. You keep saying when. You keep saying resurrect that thing. Could it be that you have enough faith in the authority of God, but your issue is the environment that you are in? Mm. Could it be that you have enough faith could it be that you believe in the word? But could it be that the issue that you are in is the environment that you have put yourself in? Could that be the thing that's holding you back from moving to a new destination? He told the crowd, he said that she's not dead, just asleep. And they laughed at Jesus with the one with all the authority. So the word says, 
He put them out. Another word, whenever looking at it in the original language, the Greek language, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is kind of telling us that it wasn't just like, would you please leave? But it is, it is, it is kind of responding to this word. And it's saying that he was kind of physically moving the people out of the room. He changed the environment. See, you like nice Jesus. We all like nice Jesus. We like graceful Jesus. We like Jesus sitting by the pond with the kids posing. We like Jesus sitting there with the lamb, petting the lamb. That's cool, and that's great. But you don't understand something. You don't get it. Jesus had buttons too, okay? And when you start pushing the button that interrupts miracles for one of his own, don't let that door hit you where his good father split you because he will put you out. Sometimes there are people in your life you've got to put out. There are situations that you've been in you've got to get out of because the environment is not conducive for his presence to come in and do something like that. See, you've been praying for that thing to get up. But listen here. You've been praying for it to be resurrected. You've been praying for your marriage to be resurrected. You've been praying for that child to be resurrected. You've been praying for that bill to be resurrected. You've been praying, get it up, God. But listen here, my brothers and sisters, you don't need to be telling that thing to get up until you tell something to get out. Mm. Something has got to go. He put them out. Isn't it somewhat amazing how Jesus comes into this house? He's a stranger of this house. He's not the owner. He does not have the authority over this house, but he comes in and begins to run people off. Isn't that interesting? Here is a lesson for you today. If you would allow Jesus into your home, he could fix issues in your home that you've been trying to fix for years. You've tried two drops of essential oils to fix the stench of your marriage. You've tried Ajax to get the stains out of your past. You've installed a new security system with the cameras and all the bells and whistles that you can watch on your phone every time somebody dings your doorbell. And, and, and you've done all of these things just to, just to fix your paranoia. You've created a man cave because you need to relieve your tension. You've installed new and elite home furnishings just to prove to your neighbor that you've still worth it. You've bought, you've bought Hobby Lobby out of every farmhouse scripture painting and decor to prove that you're still a Christian, but Jesus still does not have the key to your home. Mm. All of a sudden, you've given him access to the guest suite when you need to let him in the master suite where it all goes down. You need to let God in your master suite because you've treated him like a guest. You want him during certain times. You want him when it's convenient. You want him when there's an issue. But God says you need to give him the key to your home. He needs to be in your master suite instead of your guest suite. See, if you would like Jesus, if you would just let Jesus take over your house today, if you would just let him take over your house, he could change some things in your life. He could drive out some things that have no business being up in your business. He would clean your friends list and you wouldn't have to delete a soul. He would change your playlist on your iPod. He would redefine your image. He would change your environment. Hmm.
Just letting God take control of the house. What if your issue is not an issue of faith? What if it's just your environment? Do you want to know how to change your environment? It's real simple. March to a different beat. March to a different beat. What does that mean? Follow me. See, you've marched to your boyfriend's drum. You've marched to social media's drum. You've marched to your boss's drum. You've marched to a substance's drum. But you've never tried marching, and, well, and you've actually tried marching to your own beat. But when will you start marching to his beat? When will you start marching to a different beat? Chess is going to help me. Give me a beat. This is my friend here, Chess. He plays the drums every Sunday. Doesn't he do a great job? He's going to give me a beat. Hear the beat. See, what happens is, all of a sudden, you feel this beat. The drums keep rhythm. If the drums are off, everybody knows that the drums are off. Everybody knows when a beat is off. You may cannot sing. You may not know great songs. But whenever the beat is off, everybody knows when the beat is off. It will throw off everything. It will throw off everything. The drums can change the environment of a song. All he's got to do is slow down. And it changes the environment of the room. But if he picks it back up, your head just kind of, uh-huh. Mm, 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 mm. You start feeling that beat. See, it changes the beat that you're marching to. It changes the environment. Get this. Imagine a typical wedding. It is full of tradition. Everyone is dressed up. Everyone is, everyone is color-coordinated. Everything is beautiful. You have the tradition of the vows. You have the tradition of the exchanging of the rings. You have the tradition of the ring bearer that is crying. You have all of these traditions. You know the music. It's different music, but they have the same feel. They are soft. They are romantic. There are some that's spiritual, but they all have the same feel. It is very, very traditional. But guess what? Once the traditional things are out of the way, You move to a different venue. And then you move to where the party starts. And that's the real reason why everybody came to your wedding. You thought it was your dress. No, they just wanted the free food. They just wanted to see what you were serving. And if you did finger food, how dare you? They came to your wedding for the after party. See, once you get through the tradition, you move to a different venue. You move to where the music is a different beat. 
Once you get past all the traditional things and the tradition is out of the way, you move to a place. God wants you to understand that whenever you can get past all the traditional things, he wants to move you to a new venue. He wants to change your environment. He wants to change the beat that you're walking to. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Here's the beat and while everybody's eating. But guess what? All of a sudden, the DJ drops a different beat. Give me that different beat we talked about. Oh, okay. 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 You start feeling that beat, don't you? All of a sudden, guess what? The DJ drops a beat and the environment starts to change. See, you started with something traditional and when you broke loose of the tradition, he moved you to a new place in your walk and then all of a sudden, whenever he moves you to a new location and a new place in your relationship, guess what? You start getting on the dance floor. All of a sudden, you don't care who is around you. All of a sudden, the DJ drops the beat and the bridesmaids gowns that they cared about, they don't care about those things anymore. We don't care what color your hair is. We don't care how sweaty you are. We just came to party. And all of a sudden, everybody gets on the dance floor. The party starts when everybody gets on the dance floor. You think the party starts when you walk in. No, no, no. The party starts when everybody gets on the dance floor. When the, when the beat starts dropping. And all of a sudden, the question is, who have you invited to your dance floor that may be changing your environment of your party? Because if you don't watch it while the beat's dropping, there's always those prunes sitting on the outside of the dance floor just watching. I can't believe it. I can't believe they're doing that. All of a sudden, there's always those people sitting on the wall. And if you let those people start speaking to your party, they will change the environment of that dance floor. If you allow those people to take control of your party, there will be no more party on that dance floor. And before you know it, everybody that was on the dance floor will start looking like a bunch of sour prunes over there. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're worshiping that way. I can't believe he's playing drums during a message. Oh my gosh, I can't understand it. All of a sudden, you start changing the environment of the room. There are certain people that you should never invite to your party. They laughed at Jesus and he kicked them out. The haters, never invite haters to your party. Never let gossip onto your dance floor. If you can't be happy because I got a raise, leave my dance floor. If you can't be happy because I got a new job, get off my dance floor. If you can't be happy because I've got a friend other than you, get off of my dance floor. If you can't be happy because I've been driving this hoopty that's got 200,000 miles on it and I get a new car and you can't be happy for me, get off my dance floor. There are some people that you need to get out of your life so God can move you to a different venue. You have no business in there because the beat is still dropping and I'm about to move to a new venue. I'm about to move to a new season. You need to stop saying get up and need to start saying get out. Sickness, get out. Depression, get out. Guilt, get out. Everything, get out. Because there is a miracle that is waiting 
for you to get out. Depression, get out. Guilt, get out. Self-worth, get out. Because you've got to start finding something new. You need to find a new beat. You need to find a new beat. And whenever that beat starts to drop, that God starts putting in your path, you've got to hang on to it. And you've just got to say, move, devil, get out of the way. Move, devil, get out of the way. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in this beat going, move, devil, get out the way. Get out the way, devil, get out the way. I said, move, devil, get out the way. Get out the way, devil, get out the way. I said, move, devil, get out the way. Get out of my way, devil, get out the way. I said, move, devil, get out the way. Get out the way, get out the way. I said, move, cancer, get out the way. Get out the way, cancer, get out the way. I said, move, depression, get out of my way. Get out of my way, depression, get out of the way. I said, move, sickness, get out of the way. Get out of the way, sickness, get out of the way. I said, move, sickness, get out of the way. Get out of the way, sickness, get out of the way. And all of a sudden, if my singers will come up, musicians, come on up. All of a sudden, guess what? Your environment shifts. Because somebody says, that can't stay here anymore. I started singing and the environment changed. I released a sound and it may, it, it may have been a laughter. You may have thought I was crazy, but it changed the environment. There comes a time in your spiritual walk where you have got to tell something, move, get out of God's way because there is a miracle that's about to take place right here. Move. Get out the way. Stand with me. Stand with me this morning. We're going to sing this song this morning as a declaration over this house. We're going to sing this song as a declaration over this house today because I believe that there is something that is happening here. I feel it in my spirit. I have received confirmation. Last week, God released a word in here that said it was go season for Legacy Church. And guess what go requires? It requires something has got to move so you can go forward. And whenever you get desperate enough for God, guess what happens? You push through crowds. The woman with the issue of blood, she pushed through a crowd. Jairus, what did he do? He pushed through a crowd. Why did he have to do it? Because he was so desperate for a move. He was so desperate for something to happen. He knew his girl was homesick. She was dead. I'm willing to push through everything. And sometimes that means you have got to move. And guess what? In a church, it's hard sometimes. There will be people that come to church just to disrupt environments. There will be goats that come among the sheep to disrupt the environment. But today, I just want you to know, you better get out. Because God is about to do something at Legacy Church. So, we're going to sing this song. Put your hands together. Act like the beat just dropped. When I move my body. 
anyone's opinion. I will not allow any social media posts. I don't, I will not allow a political stance. Nothing is going to interrupt my environment and I'm not going to allow anything to interrupt my church. I don't care what happens. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to worship like never before. I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to march to a different beat. I'm going to worship to a different beat. If that's you, would you just, would you just wave your hand at me? All right, this is what I want you to do. If you were part of the waving crowd, I want you to join me right here as a declaration. Come on, we're singing. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness leaves. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness leaves. There's going to be somebody who's listening to this podcast today, and I think it's going to be a pastor. You came on just to be nosy, pastor. You came on just to hear what I'm preaching to you or what I'm preaching to the choir today. But let me tell you something. See, you have blamed everything on something, pastor. Whoever you are listening to this today, you've blamed uh, the, the, the decrease in your attendance. You blamed it on your location. Well, if I was on that side of the tracks, it would be all right. God just told me to tell you, it may be tradition. It just may be tradition. And there's a leader that's listening today. 
You may be a pastor. You may be a boss or something. But I'm telling you this. You've been sitting here, and you've been pacing the floor, and you've been wondering what you're going to do if that person leaves. I tell you right now, hold the door open for them. Let them walk right out of your life. Let them walk right out of your church. Because when you do that, God is going to shift in the environment of your church. You've been worried about their tithe, but you don't understand. They've been controlling the environment of that church. God is saying, just let them go to you right now. So I'll release that upon you. Whoever you may be listening to this this morning, I tell you right now to let that person go. God is removing people from your life right now. You've been hanging on to some people. You've been saying, get that relationship up, God. Bring them back. No, no, God is saying, no, they need to get out so I can move in. There's not enough room for me right now. So you got to get some stuff out right now. You need to let some people go from your life because God is doing something. Let it go today. Open the door for somebody, for something to walk out of your life today. Come on, open the door for somebody or something to walk out today. Shift the environment today, God. Shift the environment of this sanctuary, God. Shift the environment of this altar today, oh God. This is a battleground place. This is a place where the devil is coming and we're going to win today. This is a place where cancer shall be defeated. Shift the environment today, oh God. This is a place where depression is being lifted. Shift this environment today, oh God. Shift it today. Move it today, oh God. Shift it today. When I move my mouth, when I move my feet, when I move my mouth, then gather around our sister today. Come on, let's open up our mouth today. Come on, open up. Come on, open up our mouth today. Gather around her. Lay hands on her today. Spot be moved. Move out of that body right now. Shift the atmosphere in her body, God, right now. God, touch her. She's coming out in faith today, God. Touch it right now. Be healed. Your faith has made you whole today. Get up and go right now, oh God. Touch her right now, God. We are declaring a supernatural healing over her body today, God. Right now, Lord, shift it in her body. Lord, shift that spot right out. The spot's got to go. It's got to move. Get out of the way right now. God, do a miracle in her life. Do a miracle for her body right now, Lord. Come on, if you believe it, will you just will you just clap or shout or something? We're standing in agreement today. 
We're standing in an agreement today. Anybody else need prayer for a healing, for a touch? We're going to believe with you today. We're going to believe with you today. You need, you need, you say, you say, I've got a situation in my life. I need God to shift. I need, I need God to shift. Anybody? I'll pray with you today. Anyone? Anyone? You got something you want to shift today? Anyone? Anyone? We'll pray with you today. Anyone? Yes, right here. Right now, come on, let's gather around her in faith, touching and believing. God, right now, Lord, a healing touch, God. Lord, you know the situation, the environment that she is in every day. God, remove her from the environment, God. Move her to a different venue, God. Have her push back all tradition that may be holding her back and push her into a different to her different beat, to a different venue in her life, God. This environment, it will not rule her. It will not shape her, God. God, but if you don't want to move her, God, allow her to go into the environment and shift it, God. Allow her to be a light in that place of darkness. Allow her to be a voice where there is no voice, God. Allow her to be that drum that everybody else starts beating and walking to, God. Shift the environment in her life right now. We declare it and we decree it. Come on, clap like it's been done. Clap like it's been done. Anybody else need a touch? Anybody else need a touch? Come on, bring, bring that child up here. Come on. Let's pray for this family today. Come on, gather around. Lord, work it out. Work it out, God. Work it out today, oh God. Work it out today, oh God. Lord, you know the situation. Lord, you know their hearts, oh God. You know every situation more than they do, God. So right now, Lord, work it out. Change that environment. That environment that he's sitting in today, God, shifted in his life, God. God, renew it today, God. Lord, I pray, God, that right now, Lord, you shift this thing in their life. This mountain, it's got to be moved. This hurdle has to come down right now, God. We are declaring it and decreeing it over their life, over this situation, Lord. Shift that environment. Move it right now, Lord. We are declaring. We are declaring and we are decreeing, God. Let it be, God. Every ounce of fear be moved. Be moved right now. Every ounce of guilt and shame, let it be gone right now, God. And raise them up, Lord, standing on your word today. Breathe a fresh breath of air upon them, Lord. God, I pray, God, that tonight, Lord, they sleep like never before, God. I pray, God, they rest like never before in your presence, God. Every ounce of turmoil that the devil has tried to interrupt their environment, God. I pray, God, that, that, that you allow them to hear the beat, your heart beat. God, the beat of a drum, God, and they will continue to march. The drum beat is a cadence. It gets armies together. It gets truth on the same page. So today, God, we release this cadence over them, God. We release a cadence over them today, God. We release a beat over their family, over their house today, God. We release it today. It is going to shift their environment. It is shifting right now. It is done. It is so
This is Kaisley. I say it right? She has cancer. How old is she? Four years old. In the back of her throat. It's the second time. And it's, where is her cancer? It's behind her adenoids. And this has to be done. This, this, to, the doctor said this, this surgery has to happen for her to survive. We are believing right now. Come on, let's gather around this family today. Cancer cells move. Cancer cells be gone from this child's body today, God. Lord, by your stripes, oh God. By your stripes, Lord, we are declaring this child be healed today. Cancer must go. It has no place in her body. It has no place in her life, oh God. Remove this cancer from this child's throat behind her adenoids today, God. We are declaring it, God, right now. Remove it by your stripes. She is healed today. God, I pray, God, that right now, God, that she will astonish just like this scripture. When this 12-year-old girl got up, it said that the crowds were astonished, oh God. Leave us astonished today, oh God. Let your spirit move in her body today. Cancer, you've got to go. We are declaring it and decreeing it over her life. Cancer must go from her, this child, God, right now. Let it be. It is so. We are declaring it done. We are declaring it finished right now. Come on, put your hands together if you believe that today. When is the surgery? August the 12th. August the 12th, she is having surgery. We're going to be praying for you every day, believing it is possible. All things are possible. We are believing that. Anybody else need prayer today? Anyone else coming up? a healing touch. She's, she had a fall a few months ago and she's just been in constant pain. Come on, if we can, let's just lay hands on her today. Believe in God right now. A healing touch over her body. By your stripes, she is healed, Lord. There's a stripe on her back, your back for this moment, God. So right now, Lord, we release your healing power, God. God, we are creating an atmosphere for healing today, God. We are believing for miracles. We're believing for testimonies to come forth from this day, God. Touch her body completely, Lord. Heal her body completely. She is at your feet today, God. Right now, Lord, shift that sickness. Shift the pain from her body today, God. We are declaring it and we are decreeing it over her life, God. All pain be gone. Pain be removed from her body. By your stripes, she is healed today. We are declaring and we are decreeing it today. It is done. It is done. It is done. Come on, put your hands together in agreement with us today. It is done. It is done. It is done. Anyone else need prayer today? We're going to sing ourselves out of here. And as we leave, we're going to take this environment with us. So let's go today and be prepared to shift some things in the atmospheres around us. Remember, love God, love people, and leave a legacy this week.